Hey, this is Jody Chafee. I'm the host of Our Modern Heritage, the Home and Family Culture podcast, and you're listening to The Path to Podcast Success. Welcome to another amazing episode of The Path to Podcast Success with your host, audience building and fear crushing podcast expert, Evan Bradley Johnson. Every single week, Evan has powerful conversations with successful entrepreneurs and business owners, revealing the podcast strategies they use to grow their subscribers and sales, and how you can use your podcast to finally get to that next level. Now, turn on your mic and let's start down the path to podcast success. Hey, Jody, thank you so much for being willing to come on the show today. Um, I know that you are a podcast coach as well as a podcast host, so I think that we have a lot in common and a lot of great things that we can talk about. So thank you for being willing to jump on. Thank you so much for having me, Evan. I'm excited to be here. So I like to start off in the same place with all my guests, and that is by asking you, what was your biggest fear of podcasting when you were first starting, like before you first launched your podcast, and did the fear end up coming true? Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, so when I started out my podcast, I, I was highly motivated because um, my husband had been struggling professionally for several years. And then I was listening to a podcast one day and the guest on the show was like, yeah, I started a podcast a year ago and now I have a million dollar business. And so I was like, um, sign me up for that. You know? So I was really motivated that I thought that I could turn a podcast into a business. And so when I first started researching into how to start a podcast, I just was like, I just wanted to know the overview, how to get, get it going, how to get it started. I made a whole outline of what I wanted my podcast to be about. And my, I think my biggest fear though, was that, uh, no one would listen. <laughs> Or that I wouldn't be able to um, figure out my voice. But I had just read the book by Deepak Chopra that was like the seven spiritual laws of success or something like that. And one of them was like, let go of the outcome. So I just knew that if I waited in my fears of like nobody listening or my message being dumb or anything like that, that I would never do it. If I was afraid of fear of failure, I wouldn't do it. If I was afraid of success, then I wouldn't do it still because it was, it's one of those things that you're just like, I don't know what the next step will be. It's still a fear, right? So I threw caution to the wind. I said, I'm going to let go of the outcome and I'm just going to start recording and I'm going to start inviting people to be on my show. And, and I just went for it. And some of my fears did come true because I'm still like a year or two in, I was like, I'm not getting very many downloads, you know, nobody's really interacting on my social media. I wasn't sure how to adjust the message so that people would understand what I was trying to accomplish. And so, yeah, I started out because I didn't have anybody telling me, this is what your message should be. This is what you, this is how to gear it towards, you know, your audience. Because ultimately starting a podcast or having a message needs to be about what problems you're solving for your audience, not just oh, I'm just going to talk and chat and, and speak my mind because nobody cares. <laughs> you know? But right. if it solves a problem for them, 
then then they will care. <laughs> so my my problem was that I had I had struggled with figuring out what the audience, who my audience really was, what their problems were, and how to communicate their problems and educate them on those problems so that I could tell them that I had the solution. So yeah, so some of those fears have manifest and I had to get like take some business coaching and some podcast coaching to be like, okay, I need it to alter my message or alter who I'm messaging, sending my message to so that I could reach more people. And so, yeah, it was, it was a challenging process and it was like um, a lot of self-discovery of like, <laughs> what am I missing? Why am I so dumb? You know, <laughs> like <laughs> stuff like that. And like, why should I really keep doing this? But again, I kept coming back to this idea like, okay, I know this is like a calling for me. And so I just need to let go of the outcome and keep trying something new, keep doing stuff to, to learn through the process of, of figuring things out and embracing challenges. Because yeah, every episode had some kind of challenge, whether it was guest related or hardware technology related, software <laughs> recording related, every right. had some kind of hurdle that I was like, okay, but if I just let one of these little things just undercut me and, and cause me to quit, then I'll never figure it out. And so I used those hurdles and those challenges as opportunities to learn something instead of just quitting. So that's, that's basically where, where it came back to for me, that if I was like, okay, I'm just going to keep pressing forward, whatever those fears were, and let go of the outcome, then I would always learn something and achieve more just by persevering than quitting. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. And that's, that's amazing. So it's, first of all, I think that's, that's incredible. I mean, going through, just keep persevering like that is tough, especially with a podcast because a podcast is really about the long game, you know, it doesn't, yeah, I think so. It takes a while to kind of get things moving forward. So, you know, I get it. I liked how you stressed the importance of knowing who your audience is mm -hmm. and knowing what problems they have and uh, how you can, you know, solve those problems you know, through the podcast or how at least they can see how you can solve the problem. I think that's really cool. Um, tell us a little bit about what your process was like for that. You know, it sounded like that was something that you, you learned that after having your podcast for a while. So what did you start doing differently and how did it, how did it end up impacting your podcast? Okay. So I started out just doing more research, started learning about what it took to, um, well, basically I started to see myself as an investigator, you know, that it was my role to like uncover the solutions because I felt like I was trying to solve my own problems too. I was trying to talk to guests and, and do some research into ways that I could find my own solutions. And so, you know, if you, if you listen or if you've ever read like, um, uh, dot com secrets or expert secrets you know those books are really good about understanding your audience because you start out there's one section where it starts out you say who am i in this role i can be a hero or i can be an investigator or i can be whatever you know those things that 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 you are as an influencer people look to you and you're a quote-unquote attractive character whatever that is right and and so for me i started recognizing okay i need to embrace this role as investigator that I'm like, okay, I have questions and I want to find the solutions myself. And so it started out that then as if other people have those same questions, then I want to answer them. 
you know, and they can listen to what my questions were because even if ultimately I was like, even if nobody's listening, this is for me (laughs) that I wanted to be able to find my own solutions. So that's where it started. And then just studying about business and marketing and things like that, I started to recognize like, all right, you need to know who you want, who, what kind of person would you want to create solutions for? And it ultimately came back to, I want to do solve problems for people who are myself, just like a couple of steps behind me, you know? And as far as knowing the path, I guess, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying like anybody's beneath me or whatever. I'm just, you know what I mean? Like people, as far as people looking for solutions, it was like, who, where was, where was I two or three steps from where I am now and gear my message toward that person. And so um, that's, that's really helped a lot too, because I, I know where I was, I know where I had been and my questions and what I was struggling with. And so I started gearing that message towards that person. And so, yeah, I started reaching out more to people in that, in those groups. Like if they were in a group where it was about entrepreneurial parents or, or entrepreneurship in general, and I knew they were parents like, Hey, come join my group or listen to my podcast or whatever. Then I knew that those are kind of like my people. And so I started, you know, writing that down. Who would I want to spend time with? Who do, who do I want to answer the questions for? You know, who's going to look to me for, for those answers? And then I also started to, um, after being an investigator for so long, I started recognizing that I was getting solutions. And so I was able to form those answers into like a framework of what it takes to have a solution. And so organizing those things into a frame, into a framework that I could then teach has then allowed me to go on other platforms to market myself and with a clear message because being an investigator, it was like, well, I want to know the answers, but I don't have it formed in a way that I could like present it. It was still just too abstract, Mm -hmm. but being able to form it into a framework that also really helped that this is something that I could say, if you want to know the answer to that question, here's the framework for that. You know? So it was like, I can, I've become more of an expert now because I've been able to organize my thoughts and organize the questions with answers and solutions in a, in a way that is doable or, or replicatable, (laughs) you know, something that people can model after. And so, you know, my message is about family culture. And so, but it's like, okay, what is that? (laughs) Well, culture is, you know, when we talk about culture and in business and in corporations, people go, Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know the feeling when I go to work, I know who's in charge and who's the jerk and who's the cool leader and who's, you know, you, you know, people all know what you're talking about when it comes to corporate culture. And so I was like, well, I'm just going through, I studied business. I studied personal development. I studied all these kind of things and relationships and, and education. And I'm like, you know what? There are clear cut principles in corporate business that all I'm saying is let's hack those things and bring it home to our families so that we can model what works for our families to create a culture where our families can thrive from day to day and not be at each other's throats or, you know, that we can raise kids that actually want to succeed and, and thrive. And, you know, basically question the status quo where our children are, are struggling and they're failing to launch into adulthood. Right. Mm -hmm. So being able to form that into a framework where I can say, I know step one, two, three, how to, 
organize your family culture or create an intentional family culture so that you can accomplish those goals. That's been another way, like having a clear message has helped me to say, this is, I, I can be, you know, I can be the forefront of like, oh, you want to know about families? Okay, go talk to Jody. You know, it's like that's right. becoming an authority in that because that's ultimately what's so great about having a podcast. It allows you to create that authority and that, you know, that, that credibility of being an expert or understanding your field. Right. So, yeah. Okay. So just so we have some more context as well. Um, well, first of all, thank you for that. I think I really agree. I think podcasting really does help to set you up as the authority, especially mm -hmm. if you know who, you know, who you're trying to talk to and what you're trying to help them with. Like yeah. you were saying, when you've done your research and you've, you've, you've mm -hmm. been the investigator and you know, then you can easily become the authority with the podcast. So yes. just so people have a more of an insight into what it is that you do. So we all have uh, the appropriate context. Tell us a little bit about, you know, what your business, what your main business is, you know, what, what you do for money and uh, how does your podcast fit into it? Okay. Well, I turned in, I've, I'm turning, actually, I have to be honest with you, Evan, I'm still working on building my business side. That's okay. <laughs> of things. That's okay. So, so I'm turning those frameworks into a course. So basically mm. being able to bring families into this program or I can help them walk them through those frameworks of it's a, it's a three-step process. Basically. I, I like to compare uh, family culture to like a road trip. Like you're getting into this vehicle with your spouse and your children and you got, you're going on a journey, right? This is called life, but you have to do it with together. And so we've got mm -hmm. to figure out how to, you know, if you've ever been on a road trip with somebody you couldn't stand, like at some point you're like, just let me off. <laughs> just let me off. Right. I mean, we want to avoid that with our families. Right. And right. so, and so I teach it a three-step principle frameworks, basically of what that journey looks like that you can intentionally create. And it starts with understanding what your vehicle looks like, you know, like we're a minivan family. So that's how we identify, right? Our vehicle, we, uh, you know, we understand that this is, we like functionality. We like, anyways, those kinds of things. Right. And, but I have frameworks for it. So it starts with your family identity pillars of understanding where you come from researching who you are, your DNA, your stories, your traditions, your norms, those things that are handed down to us that we don't even question anymore because they're so normal. You know, it's like if you, when you get married and you're like, wait, how do we celebrate birthdays? I don't know. We would do it this way. Or how do we um, establish our morning routines? Well, in my family, we did this. And well, in my family we did this. And then you start butting heads or something, you know, but understanding like, okay, recognize do an inventory of those norms to figure out what you want to keep and what has to go <laughs> anyway and then beyond that it's then you need to figure out on this road trip where you're going so you need your navigation tools and so i teach about mission vision and values as like your um destination and your gps and your compass okay and then there's also family policies and and rules, right? That's like road signs on, on the, on the trip, right? You got to follow the rules. Can't run through red lights. Um, anyways. And then the last thing I teach about is the maintenance strategies. So it's like, yeah, that sounds kind of dorky, but <laughs> there are maintenance strategies for our vehicles. We got to rotate the tires. We got to put fuel in the car. We got to get, you know, do oil changes. The same thing is true of our families. We can't just say, okay, we're good from here out because we know where we're going. Well, there's going to be detours. There's going to be setbacks. 
in your relationships and you've got to know the framework for how to sustain through that, not burn out and, and to overcome those obstacles. And so those are the three parts of it. So the, the vehicle, the maintenance or the vehicle navigation and maintenance. And so that's my course. It's about that. Um, and the, you know, I want to help families to resolve the issues of feeling like they're not connecting. They're not on the same page and they are worried about how their kids are going to grow up to thrive. So yeah. Anyway, right, right. <laughs> that's, that's so how so that form a course? Okay, so yeah. that's what you're working on. You're working on creating that as as a course for families to go through. To you know, I think that's really interesting. How how does your podcast fit in? Because so, I know your podcast is about that topic, right? Yep, yep. So basically, podcasting is kind of like the marketing arm of that. You know, it gives me puts me out in front of my audience, establishing that authority. And also connecting with other influencers who have thoughts, who are thought leaders in different aspects and areas of, of families. You know, I've interviewed people about, you know, physical health or mental health or conscious parenting or how to establish, you know, your family vision and mission or how to um, implement family meetings. You know, I've done a lot of those kinds of discussions on my podcast with people who, who are thought leaders in those different areas. And also just about like, you know, what we can do to um, question what's common in our culture at large. You know, I've interviewed people who are social media experts or, you know, media literacy experts, those kinds of things to help understand like there are forces out there that are trying to, they're trying to break down that identity, those core, the core that, that I just talked about, you know, that kids are questioning and scared and they don't know who they are. Or they, they have doubts about their value and their worth. So anyway, so all those different people that I talk to, they all have insights into those things. And I still am in a bit, in a lot of ways, that investigator to be like, okay, this is what I want to understand about that particular topic and how it applies to family culture. And also because I understand that every family is different, you know, I can't, there's not like, it's not like I can walk into a family and be like, these are the, the X, Y, Z tactics of discipline that are going to work for your family. And it's like, no, because every family has its own values and every family has its own, you know, you know, hobbies and things like that. They have their own identity. And so my podcast is this platform for people to come in and say, oh, this resonates with me or saying, oh, I didn't know about that. I'd love to learn more. So it's really a way for me to just connect with my audience and um, put myself out there as like, hey, I'm, I'm with you on this journey to understand how we can work to grow our families and strengthen our families, you know, to bring that, bring families back to the center of our society as, as the strength for our society. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I assume it took you a while to get to the point where you had such a clear vision on, you know, your podcast, who you wanted to be listening, what you, value you wanted to bring. Cause that's what we were talking about. Yeah. You know, how, knowing your audience, knowing what problems you're helping them with. And so I know over time you, you found that with your podcast and now it's become more successful for knowing that. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I know that one thing you do as well. So you, you're focused on families and you know, we were just talking about that, but I know that you're also involved in the podcasting space more so than just being a host. Tell us a little bit about that. What, 
how are, how else are you involved with podcasts and um why that in addition to in addition to the family stuff i love podcasting because it is what has helped me to change my own personal our family culture like when i started on this journey to podcast and be that investigator and help myself to understand what i could do to help my family podcasting became a source of strength for me personally to talk to these people about these subjects and like even when i was having a really bad day but i had an interview scheduled i would just like okay got to wipe away the tears and show up for this thing and it changed my day it turned it around and i knew that i had a calling i knew i had a message and i also know that when I'm happy, when I feel like I have a sense of purpose, it impacts my family. And so I really believe that if people feel like they have a message and feel like they have a calling, everybody needs like a creative outlet in order to feel that sense of fulfillment and purpose. And for me, it's been podcasting in a lot of ways. I mean, I have other interests and hobbies and things, but, <laughs> but you know, podcasting has been a big deal for me for the last three years that when I have these interviews scheduled out and I show up and I talk to these amazing people and I connect with them and, and I, and I connect with my audience and know that I'm making impact and changing their lives, that it's, it's so, it's huge. I can't, I can't put like a value on that because it's changed my life. And so I believe that, so coming back to that, why it impacts families is having that outlet is going to change your family, having some creative outlet, that's one of the things that I teach about in that maintenance level of, of my teaching is how we cope with stress because the way we cope, it becomes our norm, right? It becomes that thing that we resort to when we're stressed out. Like, Oh, I know mommy's stressed out because at the end of the day, she always likes to watch TV or she likes, likes to whatever. And that becomes the norm. Okay. And we need to have some sort of outlet, something that's going to help us to, feel fulfilling and have a sense of creativity and fulfillment that translates back to how our family interacts with each other. When mom and dad are stressed out or kids are stressed out, then we start to butt heads. I also believe that because so much of what I, some, a lot of the pressure and stress and struggle that my husband and I had been dealing with was also financial. And so I was like, okay, I want to put out a message that's good. That's to say, Families and parents, if you hate your nine to five, then I want to help you to create a new option and a new opportunity so that you can show up for your families and be present with them and be intentional with them. And if that's podcasting, then I want to help you with that. So, so that's how it really comes together. Like I would, I would love to teach anybody about podcasting if they felt like that is going to help change their family culture in a way that's going to allow them to show up and be present for the families and alleviate stress and strain on their professional lives, <laughs> things like that, you know? Like I would teach people about entrepreneurship too. I would teach mm -hmm. them how to start a business. I would teach them, you know, if that's what it took to help them to, to be more intentional and to show up for their families. For me, that's what's changed my life is podcasting, starting a business and establishing and understanding that the underlying problem with our culture at large is that we all expect that if we're going to live by a certain script or the norms that are are taught in our culture that everything's going to just be okay and we can just coast but that reality is we can't we are coasting into 
a dead end. <laughs> okay, we are coasting into a catastrophe. We're coasting into crisis, a crisis um, because our school systems are failing. Our economy is failing. Look at us right now in coronavirus. Like, it's crumbling, right? But I want to be able to, to with family culture and with entrepreneurship and podcasting, to send the message that we need to be more intentional about what we're creating because we can't just say, all right, let me hop on this train that's taking us to quote unquote success after I go to college and I can land that job for the rest of my life and get a pension at the end. Well, all that's going away. And so I just, I want people to recognize like we need to raise our children differently to be able to question these things and to think for themselves and to develop these soft skills that are going to allow them to prosper and, and flourish because we can't just rely on this script, quote unquote, that is failing. <laughs> so we right. need to be able to jump off that train and get on our own vehicles and determine where that vehicle is going for ourselves. Exactly. And I really like how, how you know, how podcasting is a part of that, you know, for you. I think yeah. it's one of my, it's honestly my favorite way of, you know, content creation and getting yourself out there is something really perfect to have in line with a business and, you know, like yeah. an online business like this or a physical business. I've had like chiropractors yep. and I have an eye doctor uh, who has a podcast, you know, with this uh, clinic. So it, it's very, it's very, you know, influential. And I really agree with you. I think, you know, so many things are changing. You can't just go to school and get your piece of paper and then hand that piece of paper to someone and get your 60 K a year job until you yeah. die, you know? Yeah. First of all, it doesn't sound very fun. Second of all, yeah. <laughs> even if it did sound fun to you, it doesn't work anymore. You know, unless exactly. you're very, unless you're very lucky, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard though. It's very few yeah. and far between. I think there are so, there are so many more people right now who are going, what is this piece of paper, diploma, whatever. It's I worthless. just spent like a hundred grand. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, or, and if, even if they do land that job, they're going to be spending the rest of their lives paying that off. Yeah. What's the return on that investment? It's not very good. It's like if you think good. about it, like from an economic standpoint, right? As you would any other large investment, yeah. what, what's the return? There is no return. It's, ne it's yeah. negative. You're in yeah. debt for most of the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. That's not how investment <laughs> works. I could definitely go on a, a huge tangent about all of that. But <laughs> oh, same. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll keep yeah. it to podcasting though. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, I love that podcasting. It really is like a great a way to nurture your audiences, like as far as like helping to establish a relationship with them. Like say your chiropractor has a podcast and people go, oh, this is a really interesting podcast. They're going to be more likely to go and want to, to work with that chiropractor because yeah. they trust him or her. They have a podcast. You know, exactly. they know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. even more so than a blog. I think a lot, it used to be blogging was like the big yeah. thing, but anyone can write, like, they don't know what's you that wrote the blog. It's just words, right? But the podcast, I mean, it's you, it's more intimate. It's like, you're having the conversation. You almost feel like, you know, the host when you've never met before. So <laughs> <laughs> I think that that really, um, it's a big thing. It's, yeah, it's podcasting is really big for business. And I, I like how you were talking, you're talking about how things are moving in that direction and how big podcasting is, um, you know, as far as, as that goes. So I want, as we, you know, kind of come to the end of the podcast, I know that you, you know, are involved with a lot of podcasting and do some podcast coaching that you mentioned to me um, and that you've really been able to over time grow your podcast and you've been able to change your strategies and your tactics to, to make it grow. What would be, say one or two 
action items that you can give listeners right now that they can, when they, when the interview's done, they can right away go and implement to, to grow their podcast? Oh, that's a good question. So I really think that if you're, if like, okay, for me, if it's reaching more people, you just need to start publishing consistent. I don't know, you know, being consistent, showing up more than just, I mean, the podcast is already a lot. Um, but I think that being able to interact with people outside of the podcast is really crucial too. So if you have some, a social platform, just pick one that you can, um, they can see your face, <laughs> you know, start doing some communicating with them. That's, that's what I think is, is, you know, I did this really great interview with this lady who created this program called Raising a Mogul. And she talked about how to raise an in- influencer. And it was like, when she was consistent on, on Instagram, that's when people started reaching out to her. That's when people started saying, okay, you're ready for this, like moving up in your business or in, in your influence because of being consistent on social media. And so I know that's, that's like an extra step outside of podcasting, but <laughs> I, it's, it's something necessary. that, it's yeah, you have to, yeah, you have to have, um, and then also having, making more offers to people. I think that you get clarity on who you're talking to and what their needs are when you start saying, you know, some, some really clear call to action of like, you know, if at the end of every episode you have a really clear call to action, even if it's just following me on social media, it's better if you have an offer of, of like more value and more content that they can consume. Cause I think that, you know, if you, that's why I'm working on my course and working on having something that's like a viable product because as it's not that I want to just like, okay, I want to, I want you to buy my thing, spend your money. But actually it's, it's that when people see that you have more value outside of the podcast, they want to, sh- they like, Oh, Oh, I, they have more. What, you know, if they already like you and they know, no like and trust you through your message, then they're going to seek out more. And so have something for them when they are seeking that out. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I think the big part of my issue at the beginning when I didn't feel like I was getting an interaction, I didn't have anything to offer. I didn't have anything. It, it sounds, it sounds salesy, but I didn't have anything to sell them. <laughs> you right. know? And, and when, and as much as it's like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, I don't need to do this for money. It's not about the money. It's about showing people that you have value. There's, there's a message there when you the people see you are giving something that has value there's a perceived value when you put a price tag on it too mm-hmm. and, and so, dollars follow value yeah. you know if you put something yeah. out there that's valuable people are going to want to buy it. you know what i mean yeah. like the money will come and you shouldn't especially if it's something more involved and more meaningful uh, it would almost be a and this is something i learned a little while ago it would be almost a disservice to, to give it to them for free they need to have yeah. some skin in the game. You know what I mean? They yeah. need to be able to know that they've exactly. invested. So they can get they are back. investing in you. And if they, because if they don't, then they're going, oh, I don't, that's cool. Thank you. And then they just like chuck it aside. It doesn't have any, there's no buy-in yeah. from them. But especially if, if it's is, like, then, if it's yeah. a fairly big purchase, then it's a yeah. big commitment and it's going to be a big return, right? So yeah. it's like, it's very interesting. But of course, number one can't be, oh, I'm going to ring them for all their worth and I'm going to get yeah, all their money right. from them. No, you have to be able to, give I think that maximum that's, value and be able to charge for what you think it's worth, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's part of like the, the narrative that I've been working to overcome is like, I don't want to charge people for this information, but it's like, 
mm, it's kind of it's part of the game quote unquote game of like getting more of your information out there there has to be a mutual uh give and take in this whole process uh, and so that's what I, i'm i'm working to overcome that for myself but i see <laughs> that that that's the value that if you mm -hmm. people see that there's buy-in then then it, it becomes a mutual mutually beneficial um process so right that, i guess that would be my advice <laughs> right right so i'd say number one sit down like write down or, or think about you know have your your target audience your target mm -hmm. message what what who you're talking to and why you're talking to them and, and what problem that they have that you want to solve yep. have a clear call to action in the podcast and so that they know where to go and what to do and have have somewhere for people to actually connect so it can go yep. beyond just listening i think that's yep. some really good advice cool yeah <laughs> Well, Jody, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on and share that. I think that you know you have a lot of expertise expertise around podcasting, and I think people can get a lot out of this interview. So, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Evan. <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode and for supporting the Path to Podcast Success Show. If you haven't already, please leave us a five star rating and a written review letting us know what you think of the show so we can bring you the most value we can from these expert podcasters. Your support helps us reach more people looking to step up their podcast game so that they can continue to grow their brand and spread their message. So again, thank you for listening to this episode of The Path to Podcast Success, and we'll see you in the next episode.